0: Welcome back to the loudest Podcast, Lattice Podcast on the internet. My name's Sriracha, I'm an erotic origami artist, and I'm here today with stereo. Say hi, Asterios. Hello. Did I tell you that I accidentally called something based in front of my parents?
1: Oh, no, I did it. Okay, did it lead to like a 10 minute long conversation or did everyone just move on?
0: No, it led to it led to a lengthy conversation. So I'm sitting there and uh, my brother, my brother said something like, everybody who works at my work is an idiot. And my mom says, well, what about you? You work at your work. And he says, no, I'm the king of the idiots. And they're all my idiots. And I'm just sitting there casually scrolling on my phone to just say based. (laughs) And my mom's like, what did you say? I said, oh, uh, uh, it's slang. She says, well, what does it mean? I was like, based? She says, yeah. I was like, it means that something's like really cool. She says, based. I was like, don't say it, though. You don't say it. <laughs>
1: she's going
0: to say it. This is your fault. It clearly is. And she's like, why? Why can't I say it? I was like, I- it's-, it's rude. Just don't say it. <laughs>
1: Okay, good. You Look, because your mom doesn't like rude words, right?
0: No, she hates them. She can't watch Hell's Kitchen because they say rude words.
1: Which is the only reason to watch Hell's Kitchen, right? Is to watch them
0: say rude words. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. That's the only reason why. Like, the him screaming at them is a major uh, key component of the show. <laughs>
1: Did your little brother know what the word meant?
0: I don't know. I've heard my little brother say things like reference to the internet. I don't know how internet my brother is like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I sometimes forget that you and I are in this absolute hell of internet. <laughs> like you and I are both like 500,000 times more online than the average American. Like I was talking about this the other day. I was reading because the Gislaine Maxwell trial just started. I was reading like the juror selections and one of them was like the, jur- the lawyer asked this guy, Have you ever heard of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial? And The guy's like, well, I think I heard her name when I was flipping on the commercial of the Raiders game or something. I was like, oh, you poor innocent soul. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry you have to step into my world for a moment. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry you're going to have to learn about the phrase Epstein didn't kill himself
1: in a court of law. My first concern was I was like, oh, he's going to have to see that picture with the feet. What picture with the feet? Oh, no! See, I was hoping this would be one... Because sometimes with boomers, when you say something weird, everyone just moves on. You did the thing we don't want boomers to do, which was to stop and ask for additional details.
0: Oh, bro, no. You need to... What's the feet pick?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. Look, I know I have to tell you about it now, okay? (laughs) I know I have to tell you about it now. There's a famous photo with some... Some can you just look up the Ghislaine Maxwell feet pick and can you just I don't even want to describe it.
0: Okay. Ghislaine Maxwell Oh welcome to a, the loudest podcast. Oh, god. We're off to a terrible start. Is it feet pick or is it just feet?
1: I don't why don't you try Googling both and then tell me which one shows you the more feet.
0: Okay, because I'm thinking that there might photo show Ghislaine Maxwell rubbing Jeffrey Epstein's feet. Is yes, that it? the yes, that yes, that's
1: the one. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, well, it's exactly what it says on the can. It's a young Ghislaine Maxwell rubbing Jeffrey Epstein's feet. I see. I, I th- that is important that you said feet pick because if not, if I just Googled Ghislaine Maxwell feet, I think I just would have got like her wiki feet <laughs> entry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that like somebody's dad is gonna have to learn the phrase the flight logs. <laughs> And the names yeah. in the flight logs.
1: Okay. All right. I'm going to try to transition us into, into nicer territory. Oh, but only slightly nicer. Actually, in some ways, it's worse. Yeah. So my mom, she's, she watches 90 Day Fiance, watches it, watches. Well, loves it, loves it, loves it.
0: Fuck yes! It's going to be a 90 Day Fiance episode. <laughs> no, it
1: is not going to be a 90 Day Fiance. I'm telling a quick story, and then we're moving on. But, you know, she's watching the season with the the Russian little person. And my mom does not know about the racism. And I was like, oh, this is what it's like to just be a boomer without the internet part. Like she just watches a show. She doesn't go on the Reddit. She doesn't know about like the weird Instagram accounts
0: that like obsessively like 90 day tea spillers on Instagram or whatever. I have the exact same experience watching it with my mom, because I watch it with mine, too. I'll go after you, but you keep talking.
1: No, I mean, I mean that's pretty much it. And so, like, I had this moment where, like, I could explain to my mom, like, this little person went to an between-the-M-and-O-word party. <laughs> and, like, I saw the whole conversation spanning out in my mind. And but luckily... I managed to do that thing that again we want which is to quickly short circuit things and move on and I was like yeah she's in some bad stuff on the internet hey this Jesus freak is pretty weird right mom and my mom was like yeah I don't like this Jesus guy and I was like yeah let's talk more about this Jesus guy yeah
0: let's redirect it to that instead of the n-word party (laughs) that she Mm -hmm. attended I have a similar Mm -hmm. experience. it's so interesting watching 90 Day Fiance in particular with your mom because it's like they're missing an entire context it's like showing somebody the second movie or the second episode of an anime <laughs> with like no context like you know you know what's what's kind of going down they don't know what totally what's going down i'll give you an example so me and my mom were watching uh the new episode that came out today people who have discovery plus get it like the day of you don't have to wait till 8 p.m to watch it and there's one scene in which this guy you know mike who is he again? Mike's the creepy, short, little, bald weirdo that's dating Kamena, which is the one who There's has- There's
1: two creepy, short, bald weirdos. You're going to have to be more specific.
0: Not hat bald weirdo. <laughs>
1: they both wear hats.
0: Okay, well, not the one that freaks out every- not the one that has sex with the hat on.
1: <laughs> okay, got it. Non-hatted sex weirdo.
0: Right. So uh, Jimena breaks up with him. Uh, Spoilers, I guess, for the new episode. Uh, Jimena breaks up with him. It's like, I don't want to date you anymore. Our relationship's over. And he's like, he goes into, like, immediate incel territory. He's like, well, fuck you. I'm not leaving. I paid for this house. I'm staying here. He, like, throws himself in a bed. And she's like, get out of here, you crazy person. And my mom is like, well, he did pay for it. And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, well... See, what you don't know is that they met, she was on like My Free Cams or something, and that's how they met. And he like gave her a bunch of money and was then like, I don't like the fact that you're doing this sexual job. Will you quit if I support you financially? And she was like, yes. It's like, oh, wow. So the relationship that was founded on the principle of you give me money and I'm nice to you is founded on the principle of the niceness stops when the money stops. Who could have possibly (laughs) predicted this crazy twist of uh, events?
1: yeah my mom also was like well she's just using him for money and i i was like isn't he like farting in front of her a lot like what i heard was that guy is constantly like farting and dragging dog shit and like burping in front of her
0: he is disgusting he's super disgusting um i mean she's definitely using him for money but i i hate it how everybody is like oh she's using him she's using him for money it's like yeah because he's a short fucking bald farting weirdo like you think a woman that looks like this like the the using is mutual and i don't know why we treat all these guys like dumb stupid idiots that don't like oh i didn't know that the uh cam girl that i was paying didn't love me for me when i told her to quit her job and i'd support her like stupid you're stupid you need to (laughs) <laughs> like isn't it? It isn't it kind of interesting how these guys never fall prey to the evil foreigners that are their same age? <laughs> isn't that a crazy wait. coincidence? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> these nefarious fucking foreigners always happen to be sexy women in their twenties.
1: Yeah, it's almost like there's a fantasy that we are facilitating with this show, where like if you're like a kind of an old decrepit boomer, you might be able to score like a young hot man or woman from overseas it's almost like that's the point of this show is that it's like these people are all fucked up let's watch them fight and want to kill each other
0: yeah fuck mike though mike's a jackass i
1: 100 percent agree <laughs> so you're visiting your mom you know we, we didn't say this you're visiting your mom i'm visiting my mom we never we, said that
0: yeah uh-huh i'm visiting my mom visiting my dad just the whole the whole kit and caboodle Have you and your dad gone on any adventures yet? No, but I did show him a video of a guy uh, taking a copper wire and like holding a copper wire to the ground and then throwing it at uh, tying the other end to a rock and throwing it at power lines. And if you hit the power line, it like it looks like a lightning bolt striking the earth. Right in front of you. So I showed this video to my dad. I was like, Isn't this awesome and cool? And he was like, Let's try it. So I was like, Okay. So uh, he has a ton of copper wiring in his backyard because, of course, he does. Do you know where he got that copper wire? Uh, it was stolen satirically. Okay. It was no, stolen no. satirically. <laughs> oh, no, no.
1: just I just want to make. My- Usually, uh, just for listeners who don't know, when you have a lot of copper wires, because you broke into houses and ripped it out of the walls. Like, you know, I'm not saying your dad did that, but this is, okay, so this is hot copper wire.
0: Allegedly, I think it was allegedly from a railroad, like railroad, uh... Like they did the railroad and then abandoned a station and left a bunch of shit there. I think that's where it was from. So it wasn't like he allegedly broke into somebody's house. It was like living there. It was just okay. stolen from a an abandoned property that was not allegedly belonged to him.
1: Look, if, it would be irresponsible to not reuse that copper wire. Like like he's saving the planet. It sounds like.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we got in his backyard, and his backyard has there are power lines near his house but they're not on his property but sometimes the wind blows them so they sort of like sway into his yard and according to my dad's logic uh because he does own the land he also does loan uh, or own the space like he, up until it goes to the moon he owns all of the airspace <laughs> Over his property, which is like not true, but okay, solid logic. Wait,
1: wait, it's not true. I mean,
0: he has to own some of that airspace, right? I don't know. I have no idea, but uh, I've been told that that is not how that works. Okay, damn. All right. I would have
1: I could have sworn that's how it worked. Well, anyway, keep going.
0: So his logic for how this is morally correct is because the city's power lines sometimes blow into his airspace and like like a North Korean general, he then has the authority to shoot it down on site. <laughs>
1: Good. Wow. Okay. Your dad's got this all figured out. I love this.
0: Yeah. So he gets a baseball and we cut it in copper wire and he starts like throwing it at the power line. And I was like, dad, it's not going to work. You need to ground it. Like the electricity has to go somewhere. And he's like, no, it's going to, I think he was hoping it would like catch on fire and fall to the earth, but he did not manage to make contact. But we tried that for longer than I want to admit. Oh my
1: Oh, it sounds like you had a you had a nice time with your dad. Okay. You you it sounds like you tried your best to destroy the power grid of the town <laughs> you're in. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh my god, that's so cool. What have you been up to? Most of my time has just been working. I feel really guilty cuz like I came out here to, uh, you know, my mom had to go to Florida to take care of something. And so like, I came to to the, out here to hang out with my dad, just so like my dad's not all alone in the house. But you know, I'm like on the computer 20 hours a day writing stuff for this job. So like, now I'm in a real like cat's in the cradle position where like my dad was too busy for me due to work. And now that he's retired, I'm too busy for him. Sunrise, sunset, and the cats in the cradle and the sail of a spoon. <clears throat> feel so bad.
0: Is that what that song's about? Your dad not having enough time for you? Yes. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm
1: going to read some of the lyrics. These are not difficult to parse lyrics.
0: Okay, I'm listening.
1: My child arrived just the other day. He came into the world the usual way, which is... Pretty gross I, like we get it
0: yeah well, how we else how,
1: we know how kids happen harry chapin but there were planes to catch and bills to pay he learned to walk while i was away he was talking for i knew it and as he grew he said i'm gonna be like you dad you know i'm gonna be like you and the cats in the cradle in the silver spoon little boy blue and the man in the moon When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when. We'll get together then, son. You know we'll have a good time then. Okay, so now we've established Act 1. Dad is too busy for child.
0: Yeah, that's all that matters.
1: Is there any... Before I move on, is there any sort of... any puzzle to these lyrics? Did you find
0: these lyrics perhaps too complicated to follow? No, but now I do understand a Bojack Horseman joke that I never got. Uh, there's one scene where this guy, this Meerkat, is hanging out with this Meerkat kid, and Mr. Peanut Butter shows up to like forcibly abduct him to go back to work. And the kid's like, Dad, as he's being dragged away, he's like, Dad, I thought we were gonna listen to your favorite song today, Cats in the Cradle. And the guy's like, Don't listen to that specifically right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's.
1: There's a really funny joke. There's another funny joke that could have done where the dad's like, we don't have time to listen to Cats in the Cradle. Maybe when we're older. And then we cut to like that dad retired. And uh, oh, yeah. So, okay. So now here's how the song ends. I've long since retired. My son's moved away. I called him up just the other day. I said, I'd like to see your son if you don't mind. He said, I'd love to dad if I can find the time. You see, my new job's a hassle and the kids have the flu. But it's sure nice talking to you, dad. And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me he'd grown up to be just like me. He didn't have time for me. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When are you coming home, son? I don't know when, but we'll get together then, Dad. I know we'll have a good time then.
0: God, that's so depressing. <laughs> yeah, that's why men don't like that song.
1: This is one of the songs that makes men cry. Is the Cats in the Cradle? And I'm literally, I'm on my computer writing this stuff, and my, and my dad's trying to like strike up a conversation with me about Antiques Roadshow, and it's like, Dad, there's nothing I would rather do than talk about Antiques Roadshow right now. You have no idea how much I want to talk about. Like, is that brooch worth a dollar or a million? But I'm trying to get a house for my fiance. I don't have time for you, Dad. And the cats in the cradle. (laughs) No,
0: you gotta spend a little bit of time. It's the weekend.
1: No, there's no, there's no time. No,
0: the Cats in the Cradle isn't
1: like, but find pockets of time here and there to hang out. (laughs) The point of Cats in the Cradle is, work till you die, capitalism bad. It's the first anti-work.
0: Wow, that is the first anti-work song. That should be the anti-work theme song. I have similar experiences where I'll just be like sitting and my dad will text me, be like, Mm -hmm. hey, what you up to? I'll be like, you know, just doing, at like two o'clock on a Thursday. And I'll be like, you know, just making money. Got to gotta eat to live, live to eat. And he's like, oh, do you want to come down and like throw baseballs at the ducks in the park right now? And sometimes they're going to be like, dad, I, I got I to do work. And I even feel guilty because he's not capable of making plans in advance. He's just like, hey, do you want to come over right now and go eat a sandwich and at the place where I know they don't pay their workers?
1: And you live six hours away and like multiple subways, buses and trains away from him. Yes, Just letting listeners know that it's not like you can just, like, hop an Uber and go see your dad.
0: Right. Like, I can't see my dad from New York, but when I come to visit my mom, then I can drive. It takes me, like, half an hour to drive to his place. And then sometimes he tells me he's coming to pick me up and then just (laughs) forgets.
1: Aw. Oh, my God.
0: It's okay. Uh, I recently found out. Did I tell you about... the Comcast box incident on the show did i talk about that in the show
1: no what the hell is this
0: oh my god okay so my dad has been involved in this spat with Comcast for the past year <laughs> give me a second okay So my dad has been involved in a spat, an ongoing spat with Comcast for the past year. I guess because there's something with, oh man, dude, I tried to teach some boomers the other day how to set up. Uh, or not teach, but I sat there and watched a couple of three boomers try to put all of their brand cells together and set up uh, a Roku box. Oh, no. (laughs) And it took like three hours and no progress was made.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) So my dad's on that level of technological understanding. He claims that Comcast does not send him bills. Like the Comcast does not tell him what his bill will be in advance. Just a surprise amount of money is deducted. From his account every month, and the service doesn't work according to him. Allegedly, I am sure that's not true, but okay. that's what he says.
1: I'm also <laughs> sure that's not true.
0: So, he's gotten to the point where he's paying more and more for channels that he can't access, probably because he accidentally like locked his TV or something. <laughs> and he calls up the Comcast, he's telling me about this. He calls up the Comcast place, the local like office thing, and is like, Hey. I need someone to come out here and fix my stupid effing Comcast box. They were like, well, no, we don't fix them. You need to call this number, blah, 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 that number. He calls. He gets dicked around. So he calls the store back. He says, hey, uh, nobody was able to help me fix my Comcast box. So you need to come down here and fix it. Or I'm going to drive to the Comcast store and throw the box (laughs) through the window (laughs) in the middle of the night. I
1: could tell (laughs) violence was coming. But I was like what kind it was a fun puzzle for me I was like is he going to threaten to like go down there with a shotgun like I was like what kind of violence is he going to threaten
0: Right, like, I didn't know that. He's telling the story to me, and he says, uh, "Sarantra, if they don't fix it by tonight, I'm driving up there and throwing the box through the window. And I didn't know that he'd called him and warned them about this. So I was like, okay, well, I can't physically stop you from doing that. So I guess my recommendation is going to be park far enough away that their cameras can't catch your vehicle. And he's like, oh, no, I already called the store and gave them my name and told them I was going to do it. I was like, <laughs> aristocrat shit. Right there. All right. Well, have a good time. (laughs) Have a good time going to jail again. I was going to say, like, I was going to
1: say, well, at least he can get away with wearing a COVID mask. And then I remember your dad thinks those are face diapers.
0: Yes, face diapers. Uh, Yeah, no. So that's uh, my dad's ongoing (laughs) dispute with Comcast. He did not do it. Because after I explained to him, like they're gonna, arrest, you can't just go vandalize the Comcast office. I mean, I personally would love to see the the Comcast office vandalized, but not after you called them, said my name is da da da, and I'm gonna come vandalize the Comcast office.
1: No, I mean, here's the thing that we all love about the story. Destroying Comcast property. There's not a person listening. Even if you've never had Comcast internet in your life, even if you live in a country, everybody knows that they deserve it. Why? How about this? How about your dad calls up and says, "Hey, I'm sorry I threatened to uh, throw the box through the window. I, I will not be doing that tonight <laughs> at six o'clock. That won't be me." And then, the masked Comcaster. <clears throat> The mask com Castorito throws through. He, like We'll put him in a cape. We'll give him like a Zorro hat. We'll have him wear a face diaper and we'll tell him like it's satire. Like you're satirizing these COVID people.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you wear your face diaper and your anti-COVID mask that covers your eyes, hopefully. Or that has the reflective glass like you can see out, but they can't see your face.
1: Yeah, and then we'll tell him to get vaccinated too as a joke, as part of the bit.
0: As a meme. <laughs> yeah. It'll be great for the bit, test. <laughs> I have
1: just been, my thing has just been taking my mom out to various lunches and dinners. Because that's what moms like. They like being taken out to lunch and dinner. Even if there's nothing to talk about and there's no restaurants allowed around that the moms and dads like. It's just... We're going out to dinner. Why? Because we're going out to dinner, okay? Moms like it.
0: Yeah, they do. It's are you still in the point where your parents don't, like, they think of you as a teenager. And my mom thinks of me as a teenager still. So whenever I we're at a restaurant, I'm like, oh, I'll pay for this. She's like, like oh. just absolutely floored. Like, we just won the lottery. I'm like, yeah, I pay taxes now. <laughs>
1: Only this trip is the first time she has not argued with me about trying to pay for it. Really? I've managed to pay for two different dinners without having to do that like boomer slap fight over the the little black folder thing that I am so fucking used to when dealing with boomers.
0: Yeah, and you're ethnically Chinese, so I'm sure that takes like 45 minutes to fight yeah, except, over who pays any check in any restaurant.
1: Yeah, except this time. This time, you know what I think it is? Because I've been taking her out to specific... Like, I took her to like a nice little... There's a nice little French restaurant in town. And I'm like, I'm taking you there. And we're going to find out what fondue is together. I'm like, I've heard of fondue. I know it is a reference. I know it is like something they talk about. I'm like, mad TV. I don't know what it is. We're finding out, mom. And she was like, well, then you're going to pay for it. And I was like, yes, I understand.
0: I made the mistake of taking my mom to uh, what's it called? The melting pot for Mother's Day a couple years ago. And she's still to this day, bitches about it. Wait, what? Why? Uh, Not because the food was bad. I mean, the food wasn't great. It was fine. But she's like, you paid this much money and you have to cook your own food. I'm like, mom, I don't care. And I paid for it. So can we just shut up about it now? It's been two years. You're not cooking
1: your own food. That's like complaining that like fun dip is too much work because you have to (laughs) dip the stick in the sugar yourself. That's like complaining about having to chew big league chew. Why doesn't it just taste good the moment I tell you? Fondue is not that much work. You dip some bread and some cheese.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was not great. And the like, I wouldn't go back there, but I'm not. I don't slay awake at night or fucking uh, crying over the money that I spent at the fondue pot. like apparently my mother is.
1: Look, oh, look, my fondue is also not that good. Listeners, you'll be amazed. Small-town fondue might not be as luxurious as the fondue you find in Luxembourg or Switzerland. Wherever the hell fondue is from, I don't know. I was just like, ooh, fondue. I bet that's something moms will like. And my mom did like it. Oh, she did? Yeah, she liked the fondue. She was like, this is so cute. Because, but here's the thing. Before I took her to this place... She had read every single Yelp review of this place and was quoting me verbatim the terrible things people had said about it. She was like... Someone said that they got the fondue and it wasn't as good as the fondue in New York City and that the cheese wasn't properly cooked. I'm like, Mom, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Why don't you wait until I get the fondue? Before like you start giving me what Kathy thought of the fondue, why don't we see what you think of the fondue?
0: Yeah, the worst mistake that we've ever had is giving boomers a little bit of access to the internet because now they think they're experts in the internet. Like My dad, my dad was asking me, he's like, I want you to buy a book for me. And I was like, okay, what? the book and he says critical race theory And i'm like is that a book or is that a subject that you're interested in he's like no i want the textbook that they give out in schools on critical race theory i'm sitting here i'm like what textbook do you think that they're giving out in schools about critical race theory?" he's like i don't remember the name or the author but it's called critical race theory i was like okay well you know what you find me an author in like a publication year and then we can talk
1: Does he just want it for skeet shooting? Because if he just wants it for skeet shooting, just use my laser printer and print out a fake cover. Yeah, I
0: don't know what the fuck he wants it for.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I saw like a bunch of senators were upset about like some children's book called like How to Raise an Anti-Racist Baby.
0: Oh, and they asked the judge that when they were considering appointing to the Supreme Court. What's her name?
1: Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. But they were like, what do you think of this anti-racist baby book? I'm like, I don't know. Did the anti-racist baby book murders? It's like this anti-racist baby book on trial. Is this going to come up in front of the
0: Supreme Court? Are, are some children's books cringe? Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what happened. If you haven't seen the clip, listeners, absolutely amazing. So Ted Cruz specifically is uh, talking to this woman who I don't remember her name. She's a judge. And they're considering appointing her to the Supreme Court. So apropos of fucking nothing, Ted Cruz in particular is interviewing, I guess uh, senators get to ask questions to judges before they nominate them for the Supreme Court. And Ted Cruz is talking to this woman and he says, do you believe that babies are born racist like this book? And he puts up like a picture just in one of those stupid cardboard books like you'd read to a kid that doesn't know that you don't chew on books (laughs) (laughs) And the judge is sitting here, and she just looks away for a minute like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, "Uh, Mr. Senator, I have not reviewed this book. I (sighs) do not know what this book is about. And this book does not come up in my work as a federal judge.
1: (laughs) Uh Miss Brown Jackson, uh, I have here a book called uh, Mr. Hooper Got Owned. Uh, (laughs) Do you believe that we should be telling Big Bird that Mr. Hooper got owned and didn't just move away to a farm somewhere?
0: Miss Sriracha, I have on record here at, in third grade, you you wrote that your favorite book was Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus. (laughs) Does this mean that
1: you're a racist? (laughs) Wait, okay. I've never heard of this book, and I can't think of a more anti sarancha book than Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus, because everything I know about Sarancha, Your Honor, says that she would love this pigeon to drive the bus.
0: What I'm saying is you've been a hypocrite since (laughs) before you had complete control over your bowels.
1: And even now, your control is a little bit shaky when you laugh too much. Well, anyway, the only thing that is kind of helping us save for a house, because, like, the idea of, like, I don't know, security, the idea of not living in one of those nursing homes where they beat you, the idea of not being homeless, none of those things worked. But when we hit upon the idea of if we have a house, we can have a bird— That's when it all came together for us.
0: Oh, yeah. Listeners, we're buying a house, and it has to have at least two rooms because one room is for the birds.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. We are going to have just a birdatorium. One room, it's going to be a two-bedroom house, one for us, one for the birds. And we even drew a little, like, meter on a whiteboard (laughs) because we, we are considering naming the bird Meatball. We're also considering naming the bird Noodle or Noodles. What are some of the other names we're considering for this bird?
0: Uh, let me think. I personally like bird names that are named after food, like cupcake, cupcake the parrot, uh, nugget. What about lentil? Lentils, yeah. Buttered noodles, the bird.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I love buttered noodles. All right. What about baloney?
0: What about a bird named baloney? I hate baloney. I don't want that name.
1: Okay, the moment I said it, you looked horrified, and I really you. there would be no bird named bologna in our future.
0: I like the word uh, fondue as a name for a bird. <laughs> what bird about fondue? popcorn? What about a bird named popcorn? Oh, I love that.
1: That's a good name for a bird. Right now, here we are, talking about one of our favorite things, birds named after foods.
0: Dovetails us nicely into
1: this week's topic. Sorancho? Would you like the runway? Would you like to take
0: us there? Yeah, I do. Okay, so listeners, why don't you tell me if this is just a thing that I do? And by listeners, I mean you also, Asterians. Okay. (laughs) Is it just, do you do like weird shit when you're stoned? Oh my God,
1: I used to all the
0: fucking time, yeah. Like what's your what's your weird uh, hyper fixation that you engage in when you're high off your ass, do you remember? It's
1: food. It's like when I get, like every time I get stoned on Dumb Spring, I order three milkshakes in a row. And like <laughs> by the second milkshake, it's a real struggle. And by the third milkshake, I'm only drinking it because I feel guilty that I spent the money like... The enjoyment is over way sooner than the responsibility of consuming multiple milkshakes from multiple vendors. Yeah, so my thing is just like weird food. Like, like I'll get a couple of different kinds of Ben and Jerry's and mix them all up in a big bowl so I can see what certain chunks taste like with certain other creams.
0: Oh, God. That sounds really inconvenient because not only are you spending too much money, but then you wake up and you've got like a ice cream hangover <laughs> because you shoveled down because you exceeded the maximum amount of milkshake that your body would accept
1: yeah well the other thing is then you wake up and then the garbage can is just full of like ice cream containers and like the plastic bag and the paper bag they put it in and like all the plastic spoons and forks and they'll throw in ketchup for some reason even though you've ordered milkshakes they'll throw in like 30 packs of ketchup. And you're just like oh god I destroyed the planet and my son's self-worth.
0: Is that your version of like getting too drunk and waking up and reading your text messages the next day being like, oh, 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 why'd I do that?
1: That's one of the one of the good things about uh, being a hardcore practiced alcoholic drug user is. I don't text people or email people when I'm drunk or high. I have enough self-control to just know, don't do that. At one point, I did have to download a, a little app that was like, we're not going to let you send a text unless you could solve this complicated math problem. Oh, that's
0: brilliant. They make those?
1: Yes, exactly. They make, like, don't drunk text apps that, that like, will... And, like, the, the, like, if you can't answer certain things, it'll, like, shut off the
0: internet. Like, they're... Alcoholics have really got this thing figured out. I bet if you had a timer on that, that would be very effective.
1: Because you'd forget. Like 15 minutes goes by, like you're into another bottle. Like, you, like you've like you forgotten why you wanted to text whoever in the first place.
0: Yeah, and then your phone's locked and it's all over. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's awesome. So my thing, Mysterios, is I like to make lists for some reason. <laughs> I love making lists. The one time I was over at my friend's house and I was stoned off my ass, I made this entire game like, reward game. Like, you know how you're talking about, uh, if you complete all your tasks for the day you get a tiny little treat at the end of the day well i made a gigantic like reward scheme where i earn shards and gems based on the difficulty of the tasks that i complete it's incredibly awkward maybe i'll tell you about it one day but what i started doing this time is i have a little note on my phone now that i'm only allowed to write in when i'm high so (laughs) i get all my good ideas so i saw somebody on tiktok making a list of the top 100 things and i was like oh i gotta do that too so So would you like to hear what I consider to be the top 100 things when I was so high I don't remember writing this?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. So is this like the top 100 things to eat, things to wear, you know,
0: things to drink, things to listen to, things to watch? Um, It's just the top 100 things on planet Earth. And some of them aren't even things. Some of them are just concepts. Okay.
1: Seems <laughs> seems pretty lofty, but I'm I'm paying attention.
0: All right, so I got a list in my little document that I only write in when I'm high. I have a whole list of Uh, numbers 1 through 100, but not every number is filled in because I guess this is a a task that I could just not complete in one night. So I'd like to read you some of my top things. And you tell me uh, where you think they, if they're at the right place, the wrong place, should they not have made the list? All right. Okay, coming in at number 100, we got (laughs) newgrounds.com. That is exactly where that belongs.
1: I'm glad it's on the list. That's perfect placement.
0: At number 99, we have internet past the year 2012. (laughs) 2012 and beyond. Okay, so
1: currently we're at number 99. Yes. All right, I think that's a little high. I think we can both agree the internet's just terrible now. All right,
0: but keep going. At number 98, we have all drugs. (laughs) That's not like number five? (laughs) No, just all drugs. (laughs) number 98. Wait, including alcohol? Yes. It specifically says alcohol and tobacco included.
1: Number ninety if you can list ninety-seven things better than getting fucked up or high, I I, I can't I literally can't believe this.
0: Okay, well we don't have a number ninety seven, so maybe we could think of something filled there. But ninety-six coming in hot, ahi tuna. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love ahi tuna. Oh, <laughs> my don't. God. I like I like ahi tuna tacos. I like when they put ahi tuna on a salad. I like, or just like sitting down and cutting into a steak of ahi tuna, like some sort of rich, famous caveman.
0: Right. Oh, my God. The concept that a piece of fish is so fresh, you could just eat it raw. I think that's more of what I was going for here. But, yeah, ahi tuna owns absolutely well-deserved place number 96. Uh, coming in at 995, we have Wordle. <laughs> Word game that everybody loves. You think
1: Wordle is better than getting drunk and fucked up? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Here's what I got to say about Wordle. I think that they've started to become a little bit passive aggressive with some of these Wordles.
0: Today's Wordle, fucking blue. Did you okay, do it today? This will come out well after. It was epoxy, right? Wasn't it epoxy? That was yesterday's. Today's is bullshit too. Did you What's play it today's? today? I'll play it right now. See how long it takes you.
1: All right. Okay, so far, it doesn't have A, E, I, O, or U in it. Correct. Okay, so the, the other vowels are sometimes... All right, so this is a sometimes Y word. I, I've already burned two of my wordle words.
0: Can somebody call and explain why sometimes, only sometimes Y is a vowel?
1: I've heard sometimes W is a vowel, too.
0: When I was young,
1: they started they taught us sometimes Y and W, but then as I aged up... They, got, they dropped the W. There was like a Pluto situation where suddenly W was no longer a sometimes vowel in my childhood.
0: That would piss me off so much if they suddenly added another vowel or took <laughs> one away. It's like O's not a vowel anymore, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I got it in three, just so you know.
1: Oh, you got it in three. Yeah. Well, I fast forwarded this. I cut out a bunch of time because I'm not that good at Wordle. It's nymph. Yeah. That's a bullshit word. Nymph, nymph, nymph. The is a whole bullshit. point of Wordle was that it was like simple words, like ball or hat. I mean, obviously, ball. I guess balls or hats. Yeah. Like- the idea was that this was like the common man's word game. Since the New York Times took it over, now we've got like epoxy
0: and nymph. How about fuck and you? Are those worlds? Yeah, no. Now that has been taken over by a corporation, of course, the elites have gotten their hands all over it. So it's not fun anymore. Just like cryptocurrency and four locos. We, we, God forbid we had a little bit of fun and now you come in here and just destroy it.
1: Wait, this is something we haven't talked about either on the podcast or IRL. Vladimir Putin says he will accept Bitcoin for Russian oil. Really? What has that done to the price of Bitcoin? Has it, I, I, I'm guessing it hasn't gone crazy because maybe Vladimir Putin like doesn't really know what Bitcoin is. And he's just saying because he thinks it's going to upset the West.
0: This is the first I'm hearing about it. That is you telling me right now. So I can't say uh, what that piece of news is. What effect it had on the price of Bitcoin.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. No, no, no. That's fine. Like, Vladimir Putin, like, recently he was like, nations that we like can pay for our oil in whatever currency they want. Nations that we hate have to pay for it using rubles or Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't, I'm like, I don't, I don't know that you thought this out, Vladimir Putin. Also, the other day, he just went on TV in the middle of the Ukraine war and just started talking about how, like, J.K. Rowling is a good person, actually, and how she got canceled like Russia got canceled. It's like, do you want to spend any of this time talking about the war that you started, like, any of it? Like, here's what I would do. Quick one-minute update on the war. Then you can talk all about how, like, the hocus-pocus lady got canceled. Wrap up with another word about the war and then make it a war sandwich, Vlad.
0: How pissed would you be if you were in the midst of getting canceled and then the most unpopular person in the entire world at the moment came out and was like, no, you're actually pretty great. It's like, fuck, this is like an (laughs) anti-endorsement. I know, I was thinking about that, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like all of a sudden if like Kim Jong-un is like, I really like these Harry Potter books.
0: Like if Kim Jong-un is like, uh, came out and said, all of South Korea is the devil except for BTS. We really love BTS here. And you got to shut down BTS.
1: Because then BTS immediately has to go on TikTok and be like, hey guys, just to let you know, we do not like (laughs) this guy. (laughs)
0: All right, well, what what number were we up to? That was number 95, Wordle. Now we have number 94, Cowboys.
1: (laughs) The the distance between Cowboys and Wordle, a game that we both just agreed, has gotten much worse. Cowboys should be 50 fucking places ahead of Wordle.
0: See, I feel like the reason why Wordle is so low is because it's crap now. Oh, it used to
1: be higher. Right, I bet. priced in the fall.
0: I bet it could have been like... 60s or 70s
1: do you remember that you remember that point in Wordle where we were both like it was like eleven fifty eight, and we were treating it like New Year's Eve. We're like, oh, in two minutes we get a new
0: Wordle. Yes, I do remember that period of time. See, it brings joy to people. That's why I've made the list of the top one hundred things. Just like cowboys gave us a whole entire genre of movies and
1: music, like like cowboy songs, like Giddy Up, One Two, Ba Ba Doop, and the High Word, like oh, everything about cowboy. The idea of like a cowboy like slowly going through the desert, strumming on a guitar, eating beans out of a can that he cooked over a fire,
0: like. Cowboys were just
1: hobos with guns.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And it gives other countries something to think about us that's cool. Like instead of us just being fat McDonald's addicts, sometimes maybe you say Americans and they think cowboys and cowboys are neat. So maybe we can reform our image by every time you leave the country, you have to dress up as a cowboy.
1: (laughs) What do you think about me and you going full ride? Look, I'm turning 40 this year, which means I need a new image. I'm considering going CrossFit. I'm considering just, look, I have like f- four or five or six months till I turn 40. I'm considering just four days a week going CrossFit. But now I'm thinking Rockabilly coconuts.
0: I don't, I think the CrossFitter works better for your image. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: N- than me having like big sideburns and you could get a bunch of tattoos and you could gain a hundred pounds.
0: Yeah, gain a hundred pounds <laughs> for the meme.
1: You could t- You could dye your hair red for the meme. And uh, you could you could make a 1950s pinup calendar for the meme. For I could start memes. a band.
0: Yeah, for the meme. <laughs> what does rockabilly have to do with cowboys? Well, cowboys are
1: rockabilly. I mean, it's it's kind of a rockabilly. People dress up like modern day cowboy. Like they wear boots and tight jeans, and it's it's a whole thing.
0: Oh, okay. I guess I'm just not well-versed enough in cowboy slash rockabilly culture. Uh, Then we have a big gap here. So we're switching up to number 57. Do you want to guess? It's a food product. You
1: skipped 30 numbers in your top 100 list. It was too hard.
0: Okay. It was too hard to think, and I think that's when the McDonald's delivery got there, actually. That's awesome. So number 57, it's a food product. Do you want to guess?
1: Is it the McChicken? No. The best of the fast food sandwiches?
0: Because for in it, me, it's
1: the McChicken.
0: <laughs> that specific meme should have made it on this list. Coming in at number 57, we have microwave popcorn.
1: <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, look. I like microwave popcorn. unlike like its ease of use. I don't think anything tops Jiffy Pop for the popcorn experience. Because Jiffy Pop... It's like, you don't need to buy an air popper for Jiffy Pop. And you don't need to do that thing where it's like, if you put in too little oil in the pot on the stove, you've destroyed a hundred dollar pot. But if you put in too much oil, the thing will never cook. Like Jiffy Pop, it's just like, it's all there for you. It's fun, you get to shake it around. Are you not a Jiffy Popper?
0: Uh, Asterios, both of those problems that you mentioned are completely irrelevant with microwave popcorn, which I've specifically said that we're talking about here. No, Jiffy Pop sucks. Jiffy Pop tastes better. It does not.
1: Almost every kind of popcorn tastes better than microwave popcorn.
0: Not true. Objectively not true.
1: Tell me about the microwave popcorn you're eating.
0: Okay. Is it uh, Pop
1: Secret? Is it Orville Redenbacher? Is it?
0: I think it was Kirkland brand popcorn. That's my favorite kind of microwave popcorn, is the movie theater butter from Kirkland Signature, which is the Costco brand.
1: Wait a minute. I forgot about movie theater butter. No, that's really... The phrase movie theater butter just means, like, fuck your arteries. Yes. No, that's better than Jiffy Pop. No, you're right. You're right. That's way better than anything air popped or stove popped. Like... I get that it's it's just a slurry of chemicals. Like it's it's like somebody just put a big bag in a blender and then put that on your popcorn. But I really like it. And it's delicious. <laughs> That's why I said I like it. I right, You win, okay? I already said you're right.
0: Number fifty-six, beating out microwave popcorn by one slot. We have people who announce when you're on speakerphone and who is in who is within earshot. <laughs> I do that. Like, I guess, uh, like, I call you and you'd say, hey, Sorrento, you're on speaker and my mom is in the car. Love that. Love that so much. I made it on the list. So this is great. You did. Number 55 coming in right above you is shoplifting.
1: Oh, I would think shoplifting's top 10. I'm amazed it's this far down. Because if you're stealing something you need, then you have something you need. If you're stealing something you don't need, it's a fuck you to the corporation. Either way, you get that rush of like, am I going to get away with this? I'm a bad girl. Like That's
0: great. Like, either way, base as hell. Number 54, we have the invention of the wheel.
1: Wheels are pretty cool.
0: (laughs) Wheels are pretty cool. Definitely one of the top 100 things. The first wheel.
1: You know what my okay, let's talk about what our favorite wheel is. For me, it's got to be the riverboat wheel. The best of the wheels. Like you're hanging out on a riverboat that's taking like a slow, lazy cruise around the bayou. You're you're playing three-card stud. You know, you go out for a the, to take a puff of your pipe and you see the water just like sloshing down that big riverboat wheel. As the wheel spins, so does the opportunity. You get back in. You you put all your chips on fourteen. Next thing you know, you're rich. You're you're uh, you're renting out the riverboat suite for the night. You know, you're in the captain's suite. <laughs> a riverboat can ch- a riverboat can change your whole life.
0: Uh, I was gonna say wheel of cheese, but I guess we both went in two opposite directions. Love that. Love that they come in big wheels. Great. Definitely okay. one of the top one hundred things. Okay. Here's
1: here's what here, I have a quick question. How come they've never done a wheel that's a wheel of every kind of cheese? An omni-cheese wheel, if you will.
0: That sounds like a huge pain in the ass to make. Because don't they, like, ferment them in wheels? (laughs) I agree that it's a pain in the ass, but... At some point, you get
1: tired of that. Okay, can we agree on this? The bigger the cheese wheel, the better.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Now that we both have a big cheese wheel in our house, at some point you're like, I kind of wished I had some more options right that's the problem with the wheel of cheese it's like the bigger the better but the bigger the it's it's a commitment it's like a lifelong commitment if you
0: had 12 different kinds of cheeses
1: in that wheel every day would be a new cheese experience
0: every day would be a new cheese surprise yeah and they should mix it like hard and soft cheeses so you don't know what you're biting into (laughs) every time like an advent calendar (laughs) we have number 53 google maps (laughs) I would like to state that Apple Maps did not make it on the list because Apple Maps sucks.
1: I really like Google. What What is your favorite thing about Google Maps?
0: I like uh, the fact that it more reliably than Apple Maps tells you, like, if I'm standing on a street corner, it'll tell you, like, you are on the right street. Go across the road and then make a right. Like, Apple just says, make a right here.
1: For me, I like the little arrow thing. I like I like when I turn, like... And then the little arrow turns like, I like how Google maps is like that way. No idiot, that way. I don't know which way north or west or south. And like sometimes it'll be like, head towards Spring Street. And I'll be like, I don't know where that is. If I knew where that was, I wouldn't have Google Maps open. But then, just a little arrow. I like that.
0: That's a, that's one of the things I hate about Apple Maps, too, is because sometimes you'll open it up. Head southwest to Spring Street. So what am I, a fucking compass? I don't know if <laughs> direction southwest is. But with Google Maps, it does. Like, if you face a direction, it will explicitly be like, you are facing this way. Apple does that sometimes, but not... Not reliably enough
1: yeah exactly
0: i digress coming in at number 52 we have restaurants that pack up your food for you instead of giving you a little box
1: interesting why do you like that better
0: i think it's very fancy i think uh, i hate when uh you ask a restaurant like can i get a doggy bag for this and they just bring you a styrofoam box and throw it at you restaurants that are like oh i'll package that up for you them's the goat
1: <laughs> okay i agree that it's fancier What do you think of the swan? What swan? You. This happened to us once. You don't know about the swan? Uh, Refresh my memory. The fanciest of restaurants will take your leftovers and pack them into a little foil swan.
0: Too fancy. Don't like it. Want it in the brown container.
1: Do me a favor. Look up this foil swan real quick. I think when you see this swan, you're going to like this swan. All right, here I go. And by the way... at number 42, I would also put Miss Swan. Very funny. She can't reliably tell you what the person looks like. But it's funny.
0: <laughs> okay, this is a pretty cute swan, but I don't like is the food just in there or is it in a box that's inside the tin foil? Do you know what I'm saying? It's in the tin foil. Yeah, it's hate not, that. It, there's no box in the tin foil.
1: But there's no food in the neck. The neck is just extra foil.
0: But how in the fuck are you supposed to microwave that then? You can't microwave tin foil; It'll explode.
1: Rich people don't have microwaves.
0: Well, then fuck these rich people. When I'm rich enough to not need a microwave, then I will uh, be more accommodating to the foil swan. But for right now, no, does not make the list.
1: All right, well, let me tell you what I like because I actually like it when they bring me the containers.
0: Okay. Because sometimes when they pack it
1: up, They'll like Amazon style, put every tiny item of food into its own individual box and they'll give me like 40 boxes. And it's like, you know, I'm just going to put all this in a big bowl and put that in the bowl in the microwave, right? Like I like when they give them the container because sometimes they give me like six and I'll shove it all into like one or two Tetris style. I feel like I'm wasting less containers.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I just want it all together in a slop like a pig. <laughs> while you yeah. dump it a pig's trough. Uh, yeah. Another benefit of when they bring you the container individually is that it's easier to steal stuff. Like if you, the restaurant that you're at has a really nice steak knife, you can easily slip that in. Your white styrofoam container. Can't do that when they're boxing up your shit for you.
1: You have a real hard-on for stealing expensive steak knives.
0: That's my hobby.
1: That's one of my favorite things about you. We have a drawer of just... High class steak knives from high class from like anniversaries and Valentine's days and things. I feel I can't use these knives because they're too fancy. Like if I'm just like cutting up my Salisbury steak, like I'm not going to waste this fancy steak. But every time I see those stolen knives, I think about our fun little dates.
0: Yeah, no, you got to use them. Otherwise, my efforts were in vain.
1: All right. I'll start using them a little bit more.
0: So uh, after that one, we have another big gap. So we're coming in at number 16 now. You
1: ha, do me a favor, <laughs> count how many individual items are on your top 100 list okay. so far One, two, three, four, five, six,
0: seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18,
1: 19, 20, 21. Why just call this your top 25 things?
0: Because Cowboys is not in the top 25. It's the 94th.
1: You know what? That's a good point.
0: Like when you rate something on a scale of 1 to 10, you can't just be like, oh, why don't you rate it a 5 or a 10? It's the same thing. You need no. that little levels of nuance in there.
1: I immediately withdraw my criticism. Uh, you, you are 100, that, you're 100% right.
0: Fucking thank you. Anyways, at number 16, we have the Navy SEAL copypost.
1: <laughs> That's Oh, that's another. Pr- that and new grounds are perfectly
0: placed. Thank you very much. I think so too. But man, let me tell you, nothing tickles me more than when I encounter it in the wild. Like I saw it somewhere on uh, one of those groups, like uh, one of those Facebook groups. I saw somebody post a variant of the Navy Seal copy pasta, and all these little uh, Gen Zers are like, "What is?" The-? They're like actually fighting with the person as if they had. Uh, in seriousness said that they had 300 confirmed kills or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. Lost time. But no, it's like I have a secret little in-joke with me and all the other boomers coming in at number 15 we've got the internet before the year 2007 that
1: was yup. i i assumed it would they would have you a big gap between them yep that's right yeah that's a, mm-hmm. i miss irc i miss muds and muxes and moos i was playing x-wing and tie fighter land parties and all that no it was better it was better
0: it was there was nothing more exciting than like logging onto a forum and seeing that you have a bunch of notifications from the night before yeah no it It was great. It was much better. And social media was not a thing. And it wasn't, or if it was a thing, it wasn't monetized. It was just people taking pictures of themselves in their bathrooms. It was great. Before it became commercial, it was so good. Yeah.
1: Listeners, we don't usually advocate for gatekeeping, although we do advocate for being a girl boss. And we're neutral on gaslighting here on the show. But like, can we all agree that if the internet was harder to access, it would be more fun?
0: I completely agree with that. And I think that what made me the person that I am today is the fact that I had no access or no controls on my access to the internet. And I was in this area where the internet was just forming. So it really melted my brain. (laughs)
1: I was a kid. The people in charge of you knew nothing about it and did not know how to stop you from using it. Like, the gate was great. You got right through that gate, and that gate kept your mom out.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I imagine that feeling that, feeling the, like, being born into the internet and learning how to use it proficiently, better than your parents, I think is similar to when a kid makes a million dollars on TikTok, and, like, obviously the parents have control over it, the money on a legal... But like, you can't tell that kid what to do. Like, they made the million dollars. Like, go to your room. What bills do you pay in my house (laughs) with my dancing TikTok money? Like, you can't tell them to shut the water off. They paid for that water.
1: (laughs) No, you're kind of, you're one of Billy's employees now. Oh, okay. Actually, speaking of gates, quick tangent. You and me right now, top 10 gates, okay? Now, actually, top 100 gates. Number 100, Gamergate. gate. Bad gate. I don't want anybody going through that gate, lock that gate, or smash that gate with a baseball bat. Number 11, Watergate. Put aside that, like, it took down a president. That's the best possible marketing for that hotel. Like, if you and I ever go to D.C., we got to stay at the Watergate. Like, we got to stay in the room that they broke into to get the files for the Watergate. Is that hotel still there? I don't think the Watergate could close. That thing's got customers for life. Because after that, we started naming every other gate, like Hillary gate and this gate.
0: It's the gate that created all the other gates. It's, it, is, it is a pretty good gate. Uh, I'm going to put at number 15, gate.io. What is that? Which is a website about cryptocurrency. Oh, that sounds
1: great. Okay. Number one, and I think you'll agree with me. Gates McFadden from Star Trek The Next Generation. Did you know that she was the choreographer on Labyrinth? I did She's not. She's the one who taught David Bowie all those hot, sweet moves. And she had hot, sweet moves of her own when she lit that candle and got fucked by that ghost.
0: Well, you heard it here first, listeners. Ghost fucking is the number one gate of all time.
1: Gates McFadden. And then, I don't know, let's say number 50 is Bill Gates. I like Windows. I like that he's giving his money to charity. I think it's weird that he had built into his marriage contract that he got to spend one weekend a year with his ex-girlfriend. If marry whoever then if you're gonna have to like put in this like weird little clause unless you like fuck your ex like maybe marriage isn't for you if you have to build cheating into your wedding vows
0: yeah like if you're bill gates who like just don't get married what are you gaining from that yes exactly it seems weird it does seem weird uh i don't like that he was on the flight (laughs) locks
1: Yeah, look, I was waiting for that to come up. Nobody likes that.
0: Coming in at number 10, we have people that translate manga hours after it's released in Japan and post it online immediately for free. Why
1: aren't you doing this? Because look, look, I know you're going to say
0: I'm because not. Because I'm illiterate.
1: Yes, I know that you're going to say that. But you speak Japanese and you taught Japanese. And I understand that there's a difference between speaking a language and being able to write a language. But I can't think of anything that would get you. Japanese text literate faster than trying to decode this yaoi that you want to then diddle it to
0: Asterius loves to talk like this like just say that oh why don't you just Asterius why don't you go to the moon like why don't you become an astronaut and go to the moon I am nowhere near qualified to even approach that my Japanese is absolute shit garbage I could not I I think I would have problems reading manga in Japanese let alone translating it
1: okay uh, but you get what I'm saying where, like, it's the only incentive there would ever be for you to learn. to. Write. Don't you want to learn to write Japanese? You always have these little apps open and there's, like, a green frog trying to teach you to write Japanese.
0: Well, listen, that's why these people are so high on the list. It's because they get it. They get chapter 1,044 or One Piece within the hour. It's on the internet.
1: I ju- Look, if that won't teach you to write Japanese, nothing will. I'm just saying.
0: Coming in at number eight number nine spot is blank. so if okay. you could think of something that goes at number nine. Number, right. nine number eight we have the concept of media piracy
1: i'm surprised that's not number number one better be great
0: i know uh coming in at number six we've got orgasm and in with well, this one has an explanation it says is lower because being horny is kind of annoying sometimes
1: that's true you're not putting in any differentiators for who's responsible for it?
0: No, just the concept. <laughs> Real talk. It's all the same to you? All the same shit.
1: It is not all the same to me. Look, if I'm the ca- if I'm the captain of that ship, if I'm resp- if I've like cut the ribbon, if I've driven the golden spike into that railroad, that's, you know, it's the 50s. So if somebody else has like gifted it to me, like you know, that's top that's top five maybe number one
0: i mean i don't know because sometimes you know sometimes you just got to get it out of the way sometimes you don't have time to put on the whole production you're just like oh i need to do something and i gotta get rid of this first so let's just take out the trash
1: I, i agree and i think that's number 50 but i think like again somebody somebody conducting that orchestra
0: that's top five Well, in your list, you can just differentiate between the two, but because this is my list that I wrote while I was stoned, that's where I think it is, number six.
1: Women are from Venus. Okay.
0: At number five, we have all birds, in parentheses, only birds that are nice. So I guess not all birds.
1: What about vultures?
0: I mean, I think I was defined nice as will not attack me. In particular, oh,
1: so geese are not on the list.
0: I mean, geese don't attack me. I've never been attacked by a goose.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's because you respect them and you give them some distance.
0: Yeah, geese are terrifying, though. Did you know that a goose, if it attacks you and bites you, it knows to twist its bill to like maximize the possibility that it's able to rip skin yeah. <laughs> off of your
1: arm? Yeah, geese. Yes, geese are incredible. And don't they have like barbed tongues too? Yes, so, they So like, do. it can really. Yeah, it's like geese's heads are like little killing machines
0: don't fuck with geese all right coming in at number four we've got the classic unconditional love <laughs> like the love you get from a parent that's number three <laughs> or wait number four it's not number
1: three well, i can't argue with this
0: uh number three we got electricity Better than warm hugs. <laughs> yeah, because you could get an electric blanket that hugs you automatically. Yeah, just the classic. And number one. Do you want to guess what's number one on the list currently?
1: Okay. All right, hold on. Then this is Sriracha's list, not yeah. just anybody's
0: list. Chain link. Uh, No, but I should have put that on here. I, I'm All amazed right. it doesn't currently have a spot, but it needs to have a spot.
1: All right, I'm going to guess a couple more. Go for it. Dipping McDonald's french fries in mac sauce. No. Okay. And also unbased. What? You don't like that? No, it's
0: too much fat. I'm
1: not saying it's healthy. I'm saying it tastes good.
0: Well, Asterios, I'm not a monkey, so I don't base the taste of my food entirely off of how many calories it has. Like sometimes, you've never eaten a food and been like, oh, this is too rich. Like this is not good.
1: Okay. Oh, that's the problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. If it's too, yes, I've had foods that are too rich. Okay. All right. One more guess is being a part of the loudest podcast.
0: (laughs) That actually is negative 100. (laughs) (laughs) And number one, we got, listeners, pause it right now and make your guess. We have the feeling of slowly drifting off to sleep when you're very warm and comfortable and it's cold outside of your blanket. That is good. That's the best feel. That has got to be, I think, my top one feel of all time. Is just you ever have that happen to I mean, you? Like you ever be laying on the couch as a kid and like the heat's on and you're under a blanket and maybe it's snowing outside or like it's chilly and like you got a Christmas tree in the corner. You're just like slowly, like you can't stop your body from just surrendering to sleep. It's great. I love that feeling. I imagine that's what being on heroin is like. <laughs>
1: You're making a really great argument for heroin, which I, I'm not super happy about, but I got to say, that is number one, especially if you've been trying to get to sleep for a little while. Oh, Yeah. That moment where like things finally get kicked into gear, like right, like right before we recorded, I was trying so hard to take a nap. Like we, record, we started recording at 8 p.m. 6 p.m. I'm in bed. I'm trying so hard to nap because I'm like, I want to be up and at him for this show. Somewhere around 6.30, like it all finally came together. It was the best feeling and I was under multiple blankets and I had them like all bundled up around me because I'm cause I, cause i I'm here in my mom's house and it's like it's old so like sometimes I get headaches so I have to keep the windows open but it's freezing fucking cold outside so like it's chilly and I'm all like
0: you're like a little warm burrito.
1: That's really good.
0: Yeah, that's, I think no, that is the best feeling. In one. The world. Number one. Yeah. So, listeners, uh, you call in and tell me your list of 100 things in three minutes or less. We'll give you, you got an extension for this one only. Asterisk how what's that voice number? How about you, how
1: about this, listeners? You call in, you call 347 705 7617, or you even, you attach a little voice note to the loudestpodcast at gmail.com. How about you just give us one or three things that belong on the list and where?
0: No, Wait. listener. I want you to write all 100 and just shotgun round. Read them off <laughs> the voicemail. Like, don't stop to explain them. Just read the entire list. <laughs> like, number 11, uh, anime figures. Number 10, alcohol. Number eight, <laughs> number nine, hair clips. <laughs> I'm just reading. That's what's around me.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, no, A- anime figures and hair clips are both great. All right. Well, listen, you're the one who listens to the voicemail, Sriracha. So that's fun. if you want to make your job harder. But yeah, leave comments. Like, tweet us. Like. We clearly, we need to fill out this list. And look, do I need to start? Next week, I will have some things to put on this list. Like, I got to start getting my list ready.
0: Right. I wanted you to make your own list because I feel like yours will be very different than mine. I still think we should be trying to make one
1: loudest podcast official list of the top 100 things
0: okay we could do that and listeners you call in if you have a suggestion for something and where it should be placed
1: yeah like i think we can all build this together like this should be a little group i'm not saying you can't have your own separate list of the top 100 things it's that could be two lists okay and speaking of the top things i think this month's sticker is one of the top things
0: Oh yes, oh my god. If you guys, you gotta get in and pledge before March 31st. Cause our beautiful sticker of this one is the Boomer Morph sticker. Hey kids, you remember you remember Animorphs? You remember the books? You remember Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. So this uh lovely sticker has Asterios anamorphing into a rat. Which, and not just any rat, it's a rat with powers, a rat that can jump from multiple stories of a building and safely crash land on someone's face. <laughs> Who is that person? You decide. <laughs> uh,
1: it is drawn by Mimi Yori. It's beautiful. It's it's really, really. <laughs> it's, she found such a great expression to put on my face as I'm boomer morphing into <sighs> rats.
0: Yeah, that would be a good one of the Animorphs books, actually, is you boomer into a rat and you get to like take your revenge on the rats of New York City.
1: I'm king of the rats. I'll become the rat king.
0: But you got to go to patreon.com slash hysterios and you got to get in that $15 tier before March 31st. So fellas, ladies, you need this sticker.
1: It's really, really, really good. And this is something I realized. We never even told people what kind of sticker they were getting in February. We were so busy just like podcasting about weird shit. That like I don't even remember what we were talking about in February. It was clearly more important than promoting our merchandise. So if you were a February uh, Pledger, you are getting our hundred fiftieth episode stickerino. Um, It is uh, it it's going to be signed on the back from me and Rancho. Thanking you for joining. Um, so that's the February sticker. The March sticker is this boomer morph sticker. I love this sticker. I can't wait for you to get this sticker.
0: And I can't wait to send out all these cute little commemorative. It's a collective item. One hundred fiftieth stickers.
1: I can't wait for you to get this sticker. It is boomer morphin' time. I I really think you're gonna like this. And we'll put it on Twitter and we'll share it on Patreon so people know what it looks. Oh my god, I can't wait for you to see this. Um. Hey, well, that is it for The Loudest Podcast. Don't forget, you call 347-705-7617. You email Podcast at gmail.com. You follow us on YouTube. You give us your likes. You subscribe. You post your, your things in the YouTube comments. No matter how you get in touch with us, you tweet us, you tell us what goes on the list of the top 100 things. We'll make this list together, and this list will live forever.
0: And we will see you on the next episode of the Loudest Podcast, TLP. Bye! <laughs>